Welcome to Weekend in Drama Land, the official podcast of It Started with a KDrama.com. We are Asian culture enthusiasts that are ready to share our passion with the world. Together, we enjoy a blend of dramas, print media, animated content, food, fashion, beauty, history, and more. As best friends in real life, it's only fitting that we get to share our love for crazy tropes, chocolate abs, killer OSTs, and so much more with all of you. So sit back, relax, close your eyes, and let us guide you through the world of all things Asian content. I'm your host, Andrea. And I'm your co-host, Tim. As a disclaimer, we're native English speakers, therefore we are bound to fail at some pronunciations. So please don't mind our mistakes too much. We will strive to do our best and learn from our errors. In time, we're confident we'll improve. Today we're on episode 17, I think it's 17, New York Comic Con or KCON New York 2019, a first timer's experience. Before we begin, we have an interesting offer for you. LiquidWeb.com is a website hosting company that accommodates to everyday website hosting needs. As we are a WordPress integrated website, this is a great opportunity to anyone who wants to host your site or multiple ones. Plans start out as inexpensive as $29 a month. If anyone out there is interested in utilizing their services, you can use this code, Andrea33. You need to spell it out, A-N-D-R-E-A the numeral three, three. And you'll get 33% off at checkout, debak. Okay, and now onto the good stuff. So here's a little episode disclaimer. So listen guys, Tiff and I may get a bit nitpicky on some things that we're about to discuss, but in general, we both loved KCON. I have zero previous experience with KCON and we have not been to a K-pop concert before now, so Tiff and I are complete newbies. Mm-hmm. So everything we talk about in this episode is purely opinion-based and is not in any way, shape, or form fact. So everyone has different experiences and expectations, so I don't want anything that we say to possibly like offend you or disappoint you. It was just our personal experience. So at the end of the day, I love the overall experience, and because Tiff and I ended up having plenty of stories to tell, we decided we should do a podcast to go into detail of our adventure to New York City for KCON. So where should we begin? I guess we'll do a little bit of how we got there, since it was a grand adventure, and then we will get into actually what happened at the convention, since that was the beginning part of the KCON experience. We are not from New York City. As we've mentioned before, we are from Pennsylvania. Generally speaking, it is a three-hour car ride to New York City, but we had to take the bus. And not a bus, two buses. And basically, combined together, we were on the bus for like five hours. It was not pleasant. The second bus was torturous. Once we got to New York, we stayed at a small economy hotel about a block away from Madison Square Gardens. So that was really nice that we were pretty close to MSG and the convention center. And just to warn you, it was really, really hot. So we only walked to the Javits to get the early check-in tickets on Friday. By the time we were like walking like maybe a block away from the Javits to go back, we were so full of like heat and 
exhaustion. We end up taking a hotel back. And Andrew and I actually uh, have a video of me taking my time and pushing my fears away to call a taxi. It's really funny, actually. Yeah, it was funny, but hey, she did it and she did it successfully. <laughs> she hailed her first ever New York City taxi. In fact, it's my first ever anywhere taxi. <laughs> But um, I'll talk a little bit about the check-in process, and then we'll switch over to Andrew talking about the actual convention. I said before, we chose to go to the early check-in on Friday, being that we didn't want to be in a long line on Saturday. We wanted to be able to get in and do our thing, which we'll get to that story too. So we lined up there, but it took us a while to figure out where this line was, because the line was not in front of the Javits. No, it was like down an area and underneath like a, a covering I call it like a enlarged awning I don't know the proper term which was good because they shaded us from the very hot sun and the really bad disgusting humidity but it was basically trying to figure out where the beginning and the end of this line was it was a bit tricky a lot of people were confused <laughs> which begins the saga of KCON confusion <laughs> A lot of confusion but we did find our spot we lined up we got there approximately about by 12 45 ish and it took a while till they let us in but i'm gonna say it wasn't that bad like getting in there waiting we survived um it was a little here comes the word again confusing trying to figure out where to go in order to get our um regular tickets we did not have the platinum or the diamond we are not that rich so we didn't go speedy deedy but it took a little while to get through the line for that and then like you had to find where you're going because there's a bunch of different people there so you had to like look when the like there's an available person so that wasn't bad either i am thankful that when we got our things that the bracelet we're we're supposed to wear was fabric my greatest fear is that we would get a paper band and then trying to shower it's mm. just a disaster waiting to happen because i've been to events where the, the the bracelet is just paper and i've always gotten them wet with sweat drinks food humidity etc so like i was really paranoid thankfully it was a really nice fabric bracelet it had the kcon new york 2009 on there it had a little plastic plate that the next day, like when we got scanned, supposedly there's something in it or on it that actually you can scan it and therefore that would identify that, you know, it's a thing. But anyway, so it was really nice. There was a little plastic tube with like teeth in the inside and if you pull it up, it tightens, but you can't go down. So I had to remember to tighten it just enough so it wouldn't fall off my wrist, but loose enough that I could slide it on off my hand after you know, done that for that day so I can go take a bath at night and then put it back on the next day, etc. I'm trying to think of anything else that went on while we are at the self, one thing self-checkout. See, I was, <laughs> I was, at, I was at the grocery store <laughs> yesterday and I was really vexed by my self-checkout. I had a fight with it, so I'm still thinking about that. Anyway. Yes. And by the way, we are talking about the Friday early check-in. I did say it was Friday because we weren't doing Saturday. We wanted to get our stuff done. Just to remind it. Yeah, we did early check-in, 1 o'clock, Friday, the 5th. Okay, 
So I think that was basically what happened when we checked in. And then I said we had to take a taxi back because Andrea actually tripped her ankle on her, tripped and like sprained her ankle a little bit. There was like metal train tracks on one of the streets when we were walking. I don't know why that was there, but it wasn't very nice. Yeah. And I don't know how I did that because the whole time I was literally watching where I stepped because I'm like, okay, I'm in an unfamiliar city. I better watch I don't trip in a crack or something. And next thing you know, I almost fell on the sidewalk. It wasn't even the sidewalk, man. It would have been the middle of the street almost. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I would have fell right in the middle of traffic. And then she would become Ropita. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the actual KCON experience on Friday. Um... That's basically it for us for that. So, starting over to Andrea for about Saturday's experience. Yeah. So this is kind of going to be a combination <coughs> of yeah, of both Saturday and Sunday, and <laughs> I'm kind of generally going to break down the experience and like, what personally worked for me, and maybe what didn't work so much, and. Like I said, it's not to be like nitpicky or cruel, because like I said, this was KCON's first time ever being at the Javits, and I know they put a lot of time and effort into it, but sometimes some things just do not go according to plan. Like they're better on paper and they don't translate into reality so well. So with that said, some of the things that I thought worked was the general KCON events that everyone could go to so were all together in the same room. You know, you had your beauty stands, your merch stands, there was food stands, your photo op booths, and other activities. For anyone who just had a general convention ticket, all of those areas were all within the same general area just separate it by the type of category, whether it was the beauty stuff was kind of tucked away, and the merch was in its own area, and then we had kind of the sponsors and then the food area. So everything sort of mostly had a designated area. Uh, we also really liked the Asiana Airlines and that they gave away a free trip to Korea. I'm kind of a little jealous because I would have loved to win that. Not that I would be a fan of flying, but if I certainly won tickets, I would find a way to make myself get over my fear of flying and go. Then another thing that was really great, when we did the early check-in on Friday, we also kind of got like a swag bag. And it also came with the really cool KCON like, program book. And I honestly thought that was a great tool because not only did it include like all the groups that were going to be at KCOM, but it had their names, their pictures, a little information, but it also included vital information regarding the KCOM schedule. So this also made it easier to help kind of plan ahead and see what kind of panels and workshops and artist engagements we could work into our schedule, what was more important, because we attended both days of the comp. Now, one of the other good things was the second day of convention Sunday. It was so much better organized. 
and everything was spread out because just to briefly mention it the first day was a bit of a hot mess and that's putting it very lightly but I think KCON they really paid attention and they figured out okay this stuff didn't work so on Sunday we're gonna amend some things we're gonna spread out some of the booths a bit get a little more organized make the the line easier to find to check into the general convention expo area so I'm glad and grateful that they saw the problematic areas and kind of overnight implemented them so that when we arrived Sunday things were like much calmer, more organized, you felt much more comfortable because you were kind of familiar with everything that was going on. We also, Tiff and I had a lot of fun with the, the photo ops areas. They were a blast with the different backdrops and there was different props at different areas that you could kind of take pictures to enhance your personal KCON experience. There was also, we really enjoyed, there was the, the world-class uh, boys cutout area. Now, as you know, that's that like up-and-coming music show where those boys are battling it out. And they, there were carbon cutouts of all the boys. So Tiff and I each had a picture with one of the boys, and, and we had a good laugh about that. Um, another kind of interesting event was we had KCOM Bingo, which kind of got this card, and there were certain activities you had to complete and take pictures of on your phone, and then you had to return back to where you got your bingo card once you, of course, got bingo and you completed it. And you went back and what was it you could get? You, for the, just getting one row, you got a badge. The second row, if you got, let me think what the person told me. You got like a little gift. I'm not quite certain what it was. And, um, trying to think what else it was. Yeah, some type of little gift. Oh, and then you'd also get entered into a lucky draw to win a K-pop artist signed album. Cause that's what it says here because I have the booklet out so that was kind of cool but we didn't do it because I was lazy on Sunday <clears throat> well not just that but there was a lot of stuff to do and we were a bit overwhelmed and trying to figure out like really what all we wanted to do and navigating through some of the different areas like the finding like workshops and artists we'll get to that explanation and... later <laughs> that's in the second segment which I will be doing yes there was also a huge star wall, which was black, and everyone had all these different colored markers, and you could write messages to your favorite K-pop stars. I thought that was a really nice, neat idea. I don't know what they end up doing with it afterwards. If they keep it, or does it get destroyed? Do they take a picture and like put it on like the wall, wherever KCON headquarters is? I don't exactly know how that works, but it was still a fun little activity that a, a ton of people participated in because there wasn't much room to write much else on it. We also, when we were wandering around, we really enjoyed this, the like zodiac star sign area because you had all the different zodiac signs and then they gave everyone's, all of the 
the K-pop artists that were participating in the convention, they each had their birthdays under each zodiac sign. So if you didn't know it in advance, it was kind of neat to get a little additional information. So you know that's usually like important things that you see mentioned in Korea. If it's not your blood type, there's zodiac signs, all of that stuff are, are questions that are normally asked. So that was also a fun little area. And we actually saw the boys do a little um, performance, or I guess say, I guess you consider a little performance. They were actually reading um, a horoscope for each of the signs. And if any of them were was their um, sign, they would you know, say, hey, it's my sign. So that was kind of cute. Yeah, they, they were super cute mm-hmm. in general. I do have to admit that. Yeah, we actually saw them do their... Um, I guess it's called the artist engagement. Well, so, no, that not, one wasn't the artist engagement. It was just kind of well, like a, a star talk. Session. No, I meant we actually saw the boys earlier that morning doing it. Yeah, they did like a. We saw them doing the. But that yeah. wasn't their actual artist engagement. No, but I'm saying, but we had seen them earlier in the morning yeah. doing it, and then there they were, which we did not expect, and they were doing this thing at the horoscope stuff. I'm just saying it was a shock because it was not on the. Uh, list of things they were going to do exactly. I could barely see both times, but that's like a short people-person problem. (laughs) I'm only like three inches tall, and you know, I still can't see for crap. What really annoyed me was something. Alright, we'll get to the annoying part later. Let's talk about the happy stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're we're trying to go through all Okay, I'm trying to do the happy stuff. There were like a bunch of different merch stands, and there was different kind of albums and posters and different types of media that you could purchase. So not all were K-pop oriented. There was a stand a booth that Tiff was a big fan of, which mm-hmm. was a Japanese-style booth, and she ended up getting a shirt Oh, there. It's, it's fantastic. It has a picture of a nine-tailed fox, and it has his eyes shut, and he's kind of looking as if, you know, he's just annoyed, and it says, I don't give a fox. I think it's like turtle teeth or something. I always see their yeah, designs everywhere. Yeah, they were turtle teas. Yeah. I saw their design everywhere. And like, I really liked the Gamer Cat one. And then I saw that fox. And me being like a huge fox fan, I'm like, yes, I want that shirt. So I got that shirt. <laughs> there was a, um, a nice little uh, beauty section too. Mm-hmm. I don't think all was, was Korean. I think one of the stands was just... Uh, New York. Yeah, because company. it looked like they were all white people and nothing had anything that like remotely looked like it was Korean related. But I could be wrong. I don't know. There was a, a decent variety of beauty products. And I like that the one booth actually had like this big rack of dollar uh, sheet masks. Mm-hmm. Which we all know is a good deal because they usually start like three, four, five bucks and upwards, going higher depending on the brand. So that was a a nice little cheaper item because of course there were some more expensive beauty items. So it was really easy to blow your budget at KCOM between the merch and the beauty stands, but there was a, a decent variety of those type of stands to enjoy. I would say that's about the main good thing. Yes, generally, generally speaking, the air conditioning was decent. No one sweated to death. I can say that. Yes, being indoors 
we've never experienced it outdoors, but being indoors, we were very thankful, especially because it was just hot and humid in New York, and the, the air quality wasn't that great, yeah. which anybody who is living in Seoul knows that how bad the air quality is. Well, it was only kind of fair in New York the whole time we were there, and really made my allergies and stuff go crazy. All right, so well, that's supposed to be part of the negatives. Whoops. Yeah. Oh, well, well. <laughs> not technically bad, but that's why we were glad that we were inside because that was only an issue outside. Yes. Plus, because Madison Square Garden, inside. Very nice and chilly. Very happy. And I guess since we're doing all the good things at work, should we still should we talk about a little bit about MSG? Because there's a lot of good stuff there, too. Sure. Well, that's a part of KCON, and that's a part of Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be important to kind of touch base on that experience. Obviously, I said before, the air conditioning was quite lovely in Madison Square Gardens. I was not dying. We were in a really nice spot. We were basically, if you are looking at the stage, we were technically stage right. Because if you're on the stage, we'd be on the right. But anyway, we were on stage right a little bit. Um, We were in the 100 section, 101 to be exact. It was a really good spot. We could see the stage, uh, like the main stage, and then they had like a catwalk and then like a front area which was like really close to us and being that we never did we were never there before I had no idea that they had like ceiling and like sidewall uh the words almost there on my tongue t like tv screens so like you could see from like everywhere so for those that can't see far away they yeah, were able no matter to where you look you got a great close-up view mm-hmm. which was really nice because even where we were sitting it was it, you can't see details up close you can kind of you can see everything but those cameras were great quality cameras. Oh my gosh, so good. On the screen was such like crisp and clear and up close shots mm-hmm. that really brought out details and really helped enhance experience from where we were. Oh yes, the, the sound system was excellent. It was not booming loud making me deaf. What made me deaf was all the girls screaming. But yeah, so the sound quality was good. You could hear perfectly and it wasn't too loud. Because a lot of concert venues I'm at, I am deaf for hours afterwards. This, I was not. Yeah, and I could still hear. And what I thought was amazing both nights was I didn't have the traditional ringing in my ears Mm -hmm. from general concerts. So I was so thankful for that part. That while the music was loud and you could hear it, it wasn't destroying your eardrums loud. Yeah, so see here, um, the lining up wasn't bad. The first night we got there a little bit later and we were able just to go right on in because we did have seated tickets. Um, we got into a smaller line the first night and we just went up, did our thing, we got a drink. I I don't want to complain, but because it is a uh, big venue, it was six seventy five for a large soda. Yeah. But to compare that, it, for a bottle of water down at Hershey back... In 2004, yeah, I'm going back, we paid $5 for a bottle of water. So, really, I can't complain. Anywho, uh, so for the seats were okay-ish. I have a funny story about our seatmates, which we will oh, get to. Yeah, that, that we will get to that later. But, I mean, the seats weren't the most comfortable, but they weren't the worst I've ever sat on. Um, so, I really don't have many complaints about Madison Square Garden. I thought it was a really nice venue. There was even uh, some, like, areas of the... Um, seats that actually weren't even sat in so it wasn't like you were packed like a sardine which was nice because I don't like being a sardine even the pit was small I was actually shocked said again we're veteran 
concert goers, mostly rock bands. And let me tell you, the pit usually is atrocious. I didn't see any crowd surfing, any circle fighting. It was it was beautiful. It could bring a tear to my eye how nice and calm that pit was. But still, I'd rather sit down. I'm an old woman. (laughs) Anyway, so that's about the good stuff. Now I will get into the what needed more work department. Yes, and sorry, but it's going to be a a little bit of a a longish, just a little nitpicky list. They weren't like a deal breaker bad things, but things that KCON can improve on, we hope, for next year and all the future years. Mm -hmm. Now I would like to first express that I know this is their first year at the Java Center. I am not upset that things went wrong because being that we are the queens of Murphy's Law, everything that could go wrong most likely will and does. So I'm not complaining about that. But there's just a few things I believe could use some constructive criticism. So the overall overall organization to the event. The Javits Center was a first for all of us K-Conners, but it was also very confusing from a newbie's perspective. So Upon entering the event on Saturday, it wasn't really clear where you needed to go. We had been to the Jab Center once before at the Comic-Con. This was nothing like Comic-Con. So what we did, we aimlessly meandered around a bit, just seeing what was going on. We were on the first floor, so that was the floor you get into when you get in there. Also, I should mention that the main doors that I'm used to going in were locked or they were indicated only for employees slash staff only. So we had to keep walking. We were kind of like lost. We ended up following a few people and you actually had to go down a bit and over. And then there was a sign saying for convention to actually go in there. So that was a little confusing. But once we got in, I said before we meandered a little bit, I had the booklet out. I was confused as all get out to begin with. And so we wandered, we went up to the second floor did we go to the second? No, we didn't go on the second floor right away. No. We went no, we, we went towards a D area. But anyway. So when we sat down in the chairs, we're like, where are we going? Then all of a sudden, we heard some people were talking about having to line up. And that the lineup was on the second floor. So we found the second floor. Thankfully, there's stairs right there. And we overheard um, people were talking to security about, oh, checkout line. We heard the words like, check out, check in line. We heard the words, get in line. The words, if you butt, I will throw you out of here. Those are the words I heard. There were some very feisty people that worked there on staff. Oh, definitely. So we found the line. It was pretty big. Now we had gotten there, I'm going to say approximately 1040-ish? Come on now, because I'm sluggish in the morning. I don't move very fast. Plus, we had a bad time with breakfast, which will be part of our story time. So anyway, because we did not, again, have the diamond or platinum, we couldn't get in at 10 o'clock. So it was 11 o'clock. So we went into line. It was big. People were still cutting in line. And maybe it was our fault for not arriving early. I blamed the breakfast and that I was tired. But um, we wasted quite a good bit of time trying to find out what we were supposed to do. There was no signs for this. There was no, like announcement over a loudspeaker or anything like that you know maybe it's just a newbie fail on our end we don't know but a lot of people were confused and they were asking us things and we're like well we don't know we're just following the crowd yep we're all in the same boat we're all confused together mm-hmm. um navigating com kcon was a bit of a problem being that my brain was already overwhelmed 
trying to figure out, especially on the second day, trying to find where the uh, little panel was to hear the boys. Like, I got confused where I was going. I thought yeah, so it, we were, were like, where's very, very? So we... That's it. Why do I keep calling yeah, the boys very, very? We, that's who it was the entire time. We finally did find it. We showed up a few minutes late, but... We arrived. Yeah, we made it. We heard them. We saw them do a little hand thing. We saw them doing this cute little thing with um, fruit roll-ups, which I'll talk about during uh, things that happened. Because it's supposed to be negative. We're supposed to wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so, like, I got confused where I was going. Because, like, I have trouble sometimes telling right from left. <laughs> so, my fail. But anyway, but there was, like, no big signs, like, pointing panel, like, art. Well, that's technically artist engagement. This way, panels that way. I got lost. Anyway. Yes. You can never have too many signs, especially at an event like that, and, and people aren't really sure. I mean, hey, there was a sign or two that's like, generally convention this way, and mm-hmm. but it still kind of wasn't that clear, because you're still like, wait, where am I going? Okay. So, once on Saturday that we got to go through the line, which I thought was dumb, they we had to go down the escalator. They had to scan our bracelets with their phone thing, which was really annoying too. It took a while to get my bracelet to pop up. I guess they had attitude. But here's where I wasn't really enthused. What they did is they went and took this very large space and cut it in half with a black curtain. This caused a lot of traffic congestion. I have an anxiety disorder. So you try putting me in a small area with people like butt to butt and trying to navigate around here the lines were long there was no set like line structure it was hot it was aggravating i didn't enjoy myself very much with that type of environment i felt that they could have more space yeah especially they had that whole bottom floor and we're kind of like why do they have so much curtained off and why is everything sort of so cramped Mm -hmm. instead of spread out so that you can walk from one place to another without hitting a wall of people surrounding events with the K-pop artists. I do have to mention that on Sunday, they did actually open up the space to nearly 100% of what it's supposed to be. The booths and the different things were way spread apart. They actually made tape boundaries for these lines for the different like food and drink booths so that was better so i'm not complaining about that but the first day i am complaining about it obviously it was just really cramped now the next part was amusing vexing and i don't know what the kcon studio which i call the cube due to the shape of it and that it's small yeah that was my least favorite part yes and the reason why we felt it was a major fail was that a it was designed very poorly it looked like it could break apart at any time in fact we watched a staff member slam one of the glass doors and it caused the other glass door to shatter into a rain of shards i kid you not it was kind of beautiful how the shards just kind of glistened in the air as they flew out but that is a safety problem yes especially that happened literally 10 minutes before ATs has to report there for, for the, the dance, dance Jenga, Jenga session mm-hmm. and it's like now what are you people gonna do so all I see is these people picking up their walkie talkies and their cell phones and they're all having a panic and their solution was to clean up the glass obviously and just take the other door off so there was no door so they had to go put one of those um things where it's two poles and like a like 
fabric band to connect the two and that's what they end up doing to do it. Now the other big problem with the cube as we're calling it is that there's only very little window space on this thing. And when I say window space, I mean that the majority of the KCON studio was a white wall. The actual windows to look in were a small area on two sides and only a small amount of people could actually see in. I watched a little bit by looking at the reflection of them off of the glass window. Like I was looking from like the side. And because it was Saturday, it was so cramped trying to even move around the KCON studio to try to get to see something. It just wasn't happening. After a while, I was so vexed. I just squished my way out and went somewhere else. Yeah, because everyone was just fighting just to get, not like literally fighting with each other, but just kind of pushing into the crowd and just trying to get a view through the glass. To me, it didn't make sense. The, the space was so underutilized. As why would there be so much white wall and only these little glimpses of glass where people can't get a full 360 view of what's going on? I... I have a conjecture that maybe they did because they need the white wall backgrounds for recording, but maybe they could have, I don't know, done something to make it that they would have a white area to record, but yet still have enough window viewing space. Yeah, I don't maybe like rig up some kind of curtain that you could pull out when you need it like a white backdrop. Something. I mean, it's not impossible to find something that works. That just seems like total complete fail all around it. I did not like it and nor did I try to attend any other events that were at it. Yeah. Just, just decided to stay away. I wanted to see G Idol on Sunday but the experience on Saturday had me so annoyed. I felt that someone is going to record it whether it be a legitimate way or illegitimate it's going to get recorded so I'll just watch it on YouTube. Anyway, although it was quite nice we felt that the Red Baron truck with the free pizza was a little bit out of place for KitCon. Now, I believe that they were one of the sponsors. Let me go flip through my book. I'm pretty sure they were a sponsor, but you know, let me just I think so, because they were in the yeah. sponsor. But here's the thing, area. though. Yeah, like, they were a sponsor, but the thing is, one, it's freezer pizza, and some of us are not the biggest fans of frozen pizza. I'm not. And I don't. Nor do our digestive systems like it very much. I will get to that in story time as well. What, but what I felt a good compromise might have been if they tried to put some Korean style toppings on it just to be more connected to the experience. It might have fit better with the overall theme. It kind of felt so like separate and disjointed. I mean, hey, it was free pizza and yeah, they were a sponsor, but it was just kind of odd and must have said it out of place like mm -hmm. like it, they didn't even really try to integrate it into KCON. I mean of course there was also McDonald's who's another sponsor and but they like to do things with other countries that's yeah. a little bit different although we didn't go to the McDonald's booth but getting back to the pizza um the only flavors that the flavors the only things that they offered for toppings was either cheese or the pepperoni I am technically a vegetarian, but I cheated on the second day, which I will get to the story why that was a mistake. Yes, lots of story time stories. Absolutely. And they're like, not all just KCON related, some of them are just like dumb ones. Yeah. Like, we got a really good one for you, what happened on Monday, it's good. Anyway, the distance between the convention center and 
uh, Madison Square Garden, although it is not that long theoretically, with the standing and running around at the convention all day, the horrible heat and um, humidity, trying to go from the convention straight to MSG or within a small period of time. Like we saw some people that looked atrocious. I said before our hotel was a block away from Madison Square Garden. We actually left a little bit early so that we can get back and recuperate in the air conditioning because we're both very sensitive to high levels of heat. I get very, very sick and so does she. Like she looked red as a beet. So for us, we were lucky. We were able to go back to our hotel, but for these people that have to go right from the convention up to Madison Square Gardens and say they have the pit tickets or the general standing room and call it, that's not cool being lined up because they had to stay lined up because they didn't have a seated ticket. Those people I felt really bad for because they're tired, they're hot, they're exhausted, they can't just drink anything while they're standing there. I, we personally thought that maybe it would have been nice if they had like a shuttle bus or something between the two or something. I don't know. Yeah, okay. especially because we have like a, a summer event that's not too far from us and the Kutztown PA uh, mm-hmm. Folk Festival. Yeah, for us PA Germans, which is us. They at least have a shuttle bus from the parking area to the actual fairgrounds and back at least that's something now of course the distance between them is much shorter but it would be a nice idea to have a dedicated shuttle system so people aren't going to die yeah especially not even just because of the health but just for safety reasons mm-hmm. too. yeah we got uh stopped by a uh, intriguing woman of chinese ancestry who was haggling money off of us for peace items okay so that's the main like problems I had there are probably more but we have so much <laughs> that happened we can't recall everything plus we have a lot of story time that goes into that yeah because we were there from Saturday afternoon to like 6 a.m. Monday morning so no well <laughs> at New York we got in New York City on 4th of July yes which was Thursday but you said Saturday I said Thursday Okay, well, I saw you said Saturday. No. Okay. Thursday through Monday. Yeah, so we were there for quite a while. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you can read about the advice. (laughs) All right. So just a a few little things that I thought about may be nice for future conventions. So just some advice that came to mind that I thought of. I would say start planning ahead and save your money now. That is a tough thing to say, especially because my bank account is like crying and weeping at me like, why did you do this to me? (laughs) But once it recovers, I would definitely start saving. It's never too soon to start about the next KCON. And if you're interested in those more higher quality packages like the platinum and the diamond your best thing to do is try and save that money now because they were what a thousand dollars and somewhere like that like just looking at the prices made my eyes just burn with tears yes if it's a must-have definitely save now like i said your, your bank account will thank you later whether you put it in like a savings account or are holding on to birthday money or anything put it in a lockbox and just yeah. start saving because you have to take into consideration that the merch is also expensive and you could go broke on the merch alone because i had to be very good and 
scold myself and be like, okay, you cannot go overboard. You can only spend X amount of dollars. I don't care what you like. So you have to factor in the merch and then your your hotel and travel accommodations, which can be expensive yeah. because the more central you are in Manhattan, typically the more expensive the hotels tend to run and they may not all be the highest of quality like we stayed at an economy style hotel. So it's along the lines of a Holiday Inn, it's not some amazing four-star hotel. It was small and it was cramped, but it was super close to Madison Square Garden. And to me, that was more important because it's not that I planned to spend three, four days straight in the hotel so I could deal with a smaller space. Um, another thing is food is expensive. Oh, yeah. We all know New York is not the cheapest place in the world. Cities tend to be higher priced. And some things. So, moral of the story is, if you can save up now, try to. Whether it's a dollar a week, a quarter a week, it's definitely going to be a big help come this time next year. Because as someone like me, who kind of was undecided about KCON and literally decided to go maybe around like March or April... Mm-hmm. And that doesn't give one a lot of time to save money. So don't be like me. Make Be super planned and detailed ahead of time and figure out where you're staying ahead of time. Because of course we don't know when next year the actual dates of the con will be. But Hopefully. we assume it's going to be within the same similar date yeah, range. I'm just hoping it won't be during like the nasty heaty section yeah. again of July. <laughs> the only thing I'm thankful is it like only drizzled a few drops the entire time we were there. Yeah, the so, rain's not the problem. It was the yeah. humidity, dude. Yeah. Kind of made it a little less than enjoyable. But uh, another piece of advice I wanted to offer is also another money-saving tip is if you can try to get together a group of friends or family members that can help lessen the financial burden on where you're staying like sharing rooms we all know that if you split between four people it's a lot more affordable than just splitting between only two people now the tough thing is you may not know somebody or you may feel weird about having an online friend and kind of sharing a place with them because of course you never know what a person's like in real life. So that can be scary, but I would say if you have friends or family, definitely try to get a place that you can get at least, you know, like three to four people into a room if you're trying to get into money saving things. Also, a lot of people had said that Airbnbs are a good way to go in the city. I personally never tried an Airbnb, so I can't say whether it's good or bad, but some people absolutely love them, and they like really slash the the cost in half compared to normal hotel accommodations. So at the end of the day, it's ultimately up to you, but if you can get more people to go to KCOM with you, the better, because then you can get have your money together by the time things roll around, you can get your um, hotel tickets or your hotel reservations set up as soon as possible because we know the the earlier you book in advance usually the better better and cheaper deal you get 
All right, and one of the other things I wanted to mention is, now, this is for people, if you went to KCON and you went to Madison Square Garden, uh, we all received emails to rate our experiences. Uh, I think it's really important when you attend any kind of event to give your feedback, whether it's good, bad, or maybe mixed. In our case, we had some mixed mixed feelings on certain things. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, at the end of the day, it may not change anything. But I feel it's always important to share your feedback with the powers that be when they have the ability to handle things differently next year or find better ways to implement things. Now, I certainly believe that KCON themselves are like, yeah, this didn't work so well. We may have to try to do this next year because we saw the changes that they made from Saturday to Sunday, which in itself was a big improvement. So take your time to rate your experience. I mean, don't leave any details out. I mean, if there were some things you really didn't like, I would give your opinion, but I would try to do it in a constructive manner and just not, oh man, this just straight up sucked. Try to help them so that they can help give us an even better experience next year. Because as Tiff and I both know, this was their first year at the Javits and Madison Square Garden. So not only were there like communication issues between like Madison Square Garden giving out early wristband numbers to people who were going to be in the pit and issues at the con itself, finding out, oh crap, where do I line up to get into this place? Also, a little more advertising, there was no free samples at the Boba Tea. (laughs) You had to pay the seven, whatever it was, each time. I think it was eight dollars, which, yeah, was kind of a bit out of my price range, so that was sort of a kind of negative, but I never had it, so I figured the two days I enjoyed it. So I figured it was kind of worth the splurge. So that falls into another thing to keep in mind, too. Really save your money and really pick and choose what you want to do. But we would have loved to see more different samples and things of that nature. Okay, now we have reached story time. I must give you a disclaimer. This is definitely not safe for work because there are some things that were just <laughs> not appropriate that happened to us. Yeah. And um, it's going to be an 18 plus because there's a certain story about something. Now, we didn't do anything that was 18 plus, mind you. But there yes. was an occurrence at Madison Square Gardens. And there is no way other to explain other than the fact that it was lewd and the events were lewd. And therefore, the recollection recollection is going to be lewd. So I'm just warning you now. Plus, there might be some cuss words because some crap just... Ooh, went down. Okay, so. Story time. I'm trying to think which one to start with first because there's a lot of good ones. We'll just start out with the lewd one first and go from there because I'm dying. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get the the lewd one out of there and then everyone can tune back in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely um, 18 plus. Okay, while we were at Madison Square Garden and we were watching the performances there was a gentleman i'm trying to be polite about it i don't know what to call him but there was a young man who was very excited 
while watching the show. Of course, his true excitement was from watching the female um, musicians, the groups. Well, all the things he was calling out, the moaning, groaning, and sexual noises he was making, it sounded as if he was going to have, for lack of a better word, an orgasm over and over and <laughs> Like, it literally sounded like he was coming in his pants. I'm sorry, but that is the only way to put it. And, like, he was not soft about it. I'm pretty sure people, like, several rows around us could hear this young man having... He was very emotive. Oh, yes. His pleasure. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was delighted beyond delighted. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to focus on the performances when this guy is literally jizzing in his pants. <laughs> okay? So that was a really interesting occurrence. That's why it's story time. And I, like, the first night, I was able to hold in my laughter. But the second, I couldn't. Because between Promise 9 and G-Idol, he was just, oh my goodness, going at it with all his comments, the moans, the groans, oh, baby, those type yeah, of things. He was being as sexually vulgar as he possibly could the second night. Yeah, like, I, I guess he was more interested in those two groups. And therefore, he was having a lot of pleasure. So that's what happened there. That's our 18 plus story. Now going to other stories. Yes. So everyone, it is now family style. You can all come back and listen. Yeah, it's safer now. Okay. So the bus ride, I wouldn't really call it a story ride for like story for like the first ride, but I just want to tell you that the bus that got us from the Scranton bus depot a, the bus was not comfortable. B, the bus was not able... Like, the, the seats, they didn't recline backwards. It was a rickety bus. Yeah, and that's what story time. This is just a tiny little story. This is a story of how I think I, like, screwed up my hips. <laughs> Basically, it was just bounce, bounce, bounce. We were stuck in the back because the entire bus was just full of people. Like, I was actually kind of shocked how many people were going to New York City. But yeah, so it was a lot of that. But like the actual story is that when we got on the bus and we got about two blocks away from the bus station, a woman behind us starts freaking out. She's like, this bus takes me to Hazleton, right? No. The lady next to her was telling her that this bus is going to New York City. And that is where it's going, which is the opposite direction of Hazleton. So she starts screaming towards the bus driver. She's in the back, the very back of this bus. And the bus driver had to inform her that, no, we are going to Goldsboro for a quick, like, dinner break. And then we're going straight to New York City. So this lady had to run off the bus and try to get onto her bus. But that bus was loading as we were, which means I think it left without her. So she was going to be stuck. Now, I mentioned this story because we have a story that I will tell a little bit later how the bad karma or dharma got us. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, let's see here. Fun things that happen to us while we're up there. So, Thursday, we were tired from the very long bus ride. I thought my hips broke. Um, yeah, because the bus seats were literally stuck. Yes. And I, at a horrible angle. Mm-hmm. And you had to awkwardly kind of like lay back. And it was not comfortable because it hurt your back and your backside. Yeah, like I had to keep moving around. My butt was swollen. I meditated for about an hour on the bus trying to get rid of the pain and just not be angry. But there was that point where like my um, backside could not take any longer. And 
I was miserable the entire getting to New York City. So we get out of New York City, like into New York City, gosh. Um, so that was fine. Yeah, we got there, we got off the, the bus, we're on like the down level where our tour bus came in from. That was fine. We're a little confused at first how we're going to get out of there because it's a quite large bus station at the Port Authority. But we got it. We, um, we took the elevator because we had our luggage and at that point we were just tired and annoyed so we didn't want to go up the escalators. So we took the elevator up. I know it's cheating but so be it. So we found our way out to, I think we went out on 7th Avenue at that time. Cause we went into 8th when we came back. But anyway, yeah. I think we were like, no, we were on 8th. Never mind. We got into 8th Avenue. Finally, we got up. And we couldn't figure out how to take a taxi. It was very confusing. Um, luckily, a nice man who's a taxi driver called over us so that we could go into the taxi. So that was fine. We get to the hotel. Didn't know what to expect. And indeed, our hotel is very, very small. So we were a little shocked. Now, however, the hotel people themselves were very lovely. Um, we actually got a little goodie bag when we checked in. And inside was a lovely note from the person in charge of uh, customer service. It was a very nice note. And they gave us three oatmeal raisin with walnuts cookies. The reason why I knew that they were walnuts is I have a slight allergy and my throat was kind of puffy. And I'm allergic slightly to walnuts. Peanuts are worse. But anyway, but these cookies were divine. They were very, very good. I don't know if they came from a bakery, if they came from the kitchen, I don't know, but they were good. Very, very good. Our hotel room was small, very small. In fact, so small that when I had to take a shower, I had to open the shower door because I couldn't reach all my places. <laughs> yes, and like I said, the shower head wasn't movable at all. It was a millimeter. I got to move a millimeter. Yeah, <laughs> but not it. enough to like move it out of the way so you can like wash and rinse do your off. other things and try not to have your hair getting rinsed while you're setting your shampoo and conditioner. Exactly. So that's why I opened the door so I would put the part that I didn't want getting wet out there so that I could get the things that needed to get wet in the shower. <laughs> I was a little vexed, but I mean, you get what you get. Yeah, we know Manhattan things are a lot more cramped and hotels aren't that large, so we kind of knew that much going in. I know, but it was still kind of shocking. <laughs> like, that shower was smaller than Andrea's bathroom back at her grandparents. I never saw I'd see a shower like that in my life. I was shocked. I know, it was really tiny. I mean, at least I was grateful that we had a sink that actually had a countertop. Yeah, that was nice. So you could actually put stuff on it. Because I was looking into a lot of different hotels and looking at pictures. And so many of them, it was just like the normal pedestal sink. Mm -hmm. Or it didn't have any kind of countertop on it. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to work for our stuff. But the nice, really, part is that they had a medicine cabinet with a lot of shelving and space. And that's where I put like 99% of our things in for like shower and personal care item beauty items i think that was the best part of the entire hotel um, that of that room honest. yeah that there was like an incredible amount of storage mm -hmm. like they were really smart about that now if only they would have utilized some of the space better and made the shower a little bit longer i don't even care if it was l-shaped but just to oh. kind of maneuver yeah like was I oh my gosh it was comical 
Mm-hmm. Not exactly fun after you're, like, beat from all day at convention and then the concert. And you've walked back to the hotel and you just want to quickly get a shower, but it's kind of a bit of a process. Yes, it was. And, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not the biggest person. I weigh 185, but, like, still, that was really small. <laughs> so I can imagine, like, a, even a really tall person exactly. would really struggle because... There's no room to move, and we're like, this is gonna suck. Yeah, like, I may be short, but I have really long arms, so I kept hitting my elbows off of the door and the wall. It hurt. I was very mad. It's like, I can't even move my elbows around to, like, wash things. But that's life. So, more story time. So, let me see here. We were lazy on Thursday. We didn't want to go get food, so we ordered um, pizza from oh dear what was rocky's it? pizza it was very we good had it delivered straight to the hotel because no we were not getting hotel food yeah like i don't really like hotel food to begin with and it's usually stupidly expensive so we got uh we used um doordash yeah i used doordash for the first time uh, and i was so overwhelmed because there was like 883 food options in new york city that worked with it and i'm like I'm indecisive with just three or four places. Don't give me 800 or I'm screwed. I'll never make a decision. <laughs> yeah. But we narrowed it down to pizza and we were like trying to figure out where it was good. So we got Rockies. We got the Rocky special, which had meat. See, this begins the whole Miss Vegetarian who's vegetarian because she gets ill from meat. She's not be eating meat, but she ate the meat anyway. So we got the pizza and we only ate half of it. We also got garlic knots. They were good. Anyway, so we saved the other half of the pizza for the next day. I mention this because the cleaning lady tried to steal our pizza. We're like, no, there's still food in there. Don't touch our pizza. I'm like, that's my dinner. Please don't take my dinner. So anyway, um, breakfast time. 6.30 to 10, I believe, is breakfast at this location that we were at. Well, we were running late, so we didn't get to breakfast until 8, I think. Yeah, which really isn't that late. 8 o'clock is... Like for, Still a pretty decent... Here in Pennsylvania, some people don't have breakfast till 10. So, like... Yeah, but to our absolute horror, the entire place was full. And it was a very small little area for food and drink. And no one wanted to move over and let us sit. And we were so angry, we ended up taking our food back up with us to our hotel room to eat. Yep. And so Andrea had, spilled zero, yeah, our shoes on her blouse. But we had zero Fs to give. Literally, we're like, we want to eat, but we want to sit down, so we're just going to go back to the room, we're going to make the best of it, and Mm -hmm. just carry on with our day. So I had my oatmeal and my orange juice. At that time, the cups for breakfast were very tiny. I was mad because I wanted more orange juice. But you can't get everything you want. And then, of course, we said on Friday that we went to... um, the Javits for the early sign up, and as I had also mentioned, we were just walking down 34th, minding our business, and then metal track looking things went and attacked Andrea's van cold. <laughs> it was not cool. So then poor Andrea was hobbling. But we did find a nice uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and we had a iced tea lemonade, so basically an Arnold Palmer. It was very tasty. And actually, we were kind of shocked at their prices drinks were not that much more than what we have here in the city that I live in. Yeah, so that was expected. probably the cheapest thing in New York City I've ever seen. 
Yeah. I was expecting higher prices, but for that, I was I happy. I'm like, yay, at least I can get a little Dunkin' Donuts fix. Mm-hmm. So that's most of the story of Friday, other than the fact that I had to do the taxi challenge, excuse my verb. And the taxi challenge went something like this. We stopped at a little park-looking thing. There were seats. And Andrea told me that if I didn't get a taxi, that she was going to die right then and there. That was what she told me. Being dramatic, but... When your ankle hurts and it's like a bajillion degrees and like a bajillion percent humidity, at least that's how we feel. Mm-hmm. And you've been walking around the convention all day and you just... Well, it's not in the convention all day. It's because we were standing in that queue for the early yeah, check-in. so standing in there and then waiting to get our... And then you had to sign the sign mom losing to go into another line just to get mm-hmm. to that. You know, she, she was quite done in. She was beat red. I was I, like, I'm done. No more. Mm-hmm. So... I gave her her first challenge. Yes, I had to hail yeah. a taxi on my own. And... It's very funny. If I feel comfortable enough, maybe I will tell you where to view it at, but we'll see. <laughs> Basically, I waved my hand like a moron, and the first taxi that was near us ignored me. I was very upset. I'm like, great. So I turned back to her. I gave her a look like I have failed at life. And all of a sudden, the taxi on the opposite side of traffic whips around as a U-turn in the middle of the street and pulls in front of us. That was funny. And then I looked back. I'm like, nailed it. <laughs> And I have the recording of the whole thing, which, just the whole experience. It was funny. It was hilarious, because the first person blows by, and she just looks so sad and defeated. And next thing you know, it's like, uh, the sky lights up. And this taxi just swings with this epic U-turn. It was beautiful. Like, that jerk passed you by, but like, I'll take your fare. Exactly, which is why we gave him a very nice tip when we got back to the hotel. <laughs> so that was basically the story of Friday, or the fact that uh, for dinner we had the other two slices for each other for Yeah, you forgot dinner. where you forgot your card for the, oh, let me get the to that. when we okay, got no, Rockies. Okay, that was Friday. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about that story. Okay, I'll get to that story. See, that's why I have her here. Um, so basically when we're getting Rockies, I was called by the front desk and they don't take it up to your actual room. You have to get it at the customer service desk. So I went down there and like you can get onto the hotel uh, elevator without your card, but in order to get it to start up again from another floor, you need it. And I didn't have it. Thankfully there was a nice Asian couple. They were either Thai or Korean. I can't tell. Unfortunately, I am kind of dumb. I think they were Korean though, but anyway, Maybe not. Anywho, thankfully the guy was really nice. They let me on the hotel with them. It was a whole family. It was like um, a husband, a wife, their children, and one of the uh, parents, their own parents, so grandparents. And luckily he helped me use his card and he got me to go back up. That was very embarrassing. So that was that story. Now, Saturday was fun. The whole like trying to rush and get going to the convention thing. Now, this time we went to breakfast a little bit earlier and we actually were able to sit down. Yes, we learned from the error of our ways and mm-hmm. breakfast was almost just about empty when we got there, so we had pretty much anywhere we wanted to sit open. Yeah, and luckily the orange juice cups were the same size as the coffee cup, so that time I was actually a lot more content. So yay. So I was happy and I, of course, had my oatmeal again. And um, so breakfast was not a problem. We don't really have any story time about breakfast for that day. I have story time for the next day, though. So anyway, got breakfast. We went to the convention. And then we mentioned in the things that did not 
go enjoyably was that line. We were very mad. And people were asking me, like, where did we go? I don't know. Uh, but there were some really interesting people at the convention. I saw people of all uh, size and color and orientation. Really cool people. However, I do have a slight complaint. Um, for the younger girls, like, I'm not really a prude, but however, it did bother me a little bit that some of these girls were wearing bras and bralettes as a shirt. Except for I'm not a prude, although I am from, you know, I'm Pennsylvania Dutch, so technically we are more conservative, but, like, I can't wear that to school or to work. Why are you wearing it to a convention? It's that type of thing. Yeah, bralettes aren't even that supportive, so it's like, Oh, God. I mean, mind you, the, the ones we're wearing it were younger, thinner mm-hmm. individuals. But still, um, I don't know. Like, And then some girls were wearing shorts that were so short I could see the bottom of their buttocks. I know I'm, you know, older, but, like, I'm just like, honey, got to be careful. Because I remember those young days where I used to wear clothing that may not have been the most appropriate. I remember getting burns on my butt from sitting on hot things. I've been there. <laughs> but yeah like I just didn't know like I thought some places had like a dress code I was a little shocked that some of these outfits like they just let these girls in like that I don't know maybe it's because I'm an auntie and you no know, auntie tits like honey please don't wear your your undergarments as your outer garments maybe that's just me being approved but like most places have a dress code there was no dress code <laughs> anyway so Saturday was mostly just us being grumpy. I said before that door shattered, the cube was just annoying trying to watch things. Um, I was just miserable being stuck between like a billion people and getting like bumped everywhere. I, I, I don't know, like that. we don't really have much of a story for that. But other than the fact that like, of course, Saturday night at Madison Square Gardens was the first night that we had Mr. Orgasm. Please refer to previous story at the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, so Saturday was just as is. We got back, took shower, good. Story time over. Sunday was a little more interesting. Sunday, I decided that I was going to have coffee with my breakfast. And not just any type of coffee, robust coffee. Because I was tired. She wanted a kick in the pants. I did. I needed a big kick in the pants because we had an incident trying to get soda from the vending machine. Um, I forget which day it was. And it cost a dollar fifty along with the purchase of a three dollar soda. And you wouldn't take any of my bills. We tried. We had, I had to use my bank card and I'm like, Are you serious? So on each soda that was like three dollars, I got a dollar fifty surcharge. Mm-hmm. It was like four fifty. I know. For a twenty ounce that bottle is of soda. Insane. I'm like, next time I'll pack more drinks. Yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah, I learned soda. my lesson too, because I had all these um sugar free drinks with me but like I want something cold we were hot and there's no refrigerator in our room we don't have a microwave and the uh, coffee maker was not a Keurig I must be a spoiled princess because I like having Keurigs in my hotel rooms but anyway so I just had to have robust coffee I was really tired from Madison Square Garden because like I didn't sleep very well I was overstimulated by the whole thing so we got up got my coffee along with my breakfast which was the first mistake Okay, so that was my first mistake. Second mistake was the fact that I had pizza Thursday, Friday, and we also had, of course, the free pizza on Saturday, and I also had this amazing pastrami. I forgot the story. The pastrami Reuben. It was amazing. We went to 
Friedman's. Yes. It's on 31st Street where our hotel was. And it was divine. And the vinegar potato chips, divine. But I said before, I'm technically a vegetarian because I have dietary issues. But when you go to New York City, you can't turn down the pastrami sandwich. Yeah, you can't Especially when you're getting authentic New York food that you're mm-hmm. not going to get just anywhere else. I don't buy, I don't get pastrami Rubens anywhere else. Like, they're not good around here. I had one at the country club. wasn't as good. But anyway, so I, I kind of did to myself. But I think the coffee kind of exasperated some problems. And I became very ill at the concert. Very ill. But the day before, I uh, had to apologize to the woman coming after me in the bathroom because things happened too. I have issues, but we'll leave it at that. Let's just say I'm thankful that there was a, that there was more women's bathrooms opened. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Anyway, so we ended up having to leave early on Sunday because my stomach was being really, really bad. But I did a lot of photo ops before things happened and after I took some medicine. Yeah, so we'll have some fun little pictures and Mm -hmm. little things to also share over on the website. Yep, we have to just look through the pictures, find the ones we like, and edit them because they're big. They're on Andrea's camera. Um, So, like, those just said, I wasn't feeling good on Sunday, so that's story time. (laughs) Yeah, with coffee being a diuretic that just... It was was probably just... Coffee isn't a diuretic. It is actually a laxative. Well, laxative, okay. It's a laxative. And it works. Plus, I had A little pizza. too well. So. Plus, I had pizza again. And this time, the pizza I had at Red Baron was pepperoni because they didn't have any cheese for a while. So, I'm like, I'll just bite the bullet. And they didn't just give me one slice. They gave me two. The problem is, if you give me food, I'm going <laughs> to eat it. Pennsylvania Dutching again. You eat what you're served. So, anyway... So we, we go early. We actually um, sold our two all-day audience passes for $10 together. He thought it was $2, uh, $10 per. I'm like, no, just... But the guy that bought them was, was really, really polite and kind. And yeah, I so. hope he had a really good time for the rest of the day. Very nice fellow. Um, so we go to the concert that night. And our um, excited friend, as we will call him, was really, really enjoying himself. Again, see story in the beginning. Um, and, like, we were stuck between these two guys. On oh, Tiff's right, she has who she dubbed as Chalice Man. Because the beer that he was getting was served in a golden chalice with a cup top. Because he was there the night before, too. But he wasn't really bugging me the night before. But Sunday night, he had his legs spread as most men like to air out themselves. So he's pushing me towards Andrea. And then there's a guy on Andrea's side who's pushing her towards me. So we end up just being squished together. My hips, which were right, still very sore from that bus ride, were not having a good time. I had squirming the entire night. I was not enjoying myself as much as I should. However, the actual performances were better the second night. That's something I should mention. The first night of the concerts, um, they had a lot of little skits games and I felt it detracted from the performances like I felt like the performers didn't perform as long as they did on Sunday however the host for that night Kevin Wu was adorable he even performed two songs for us so I enjoyed that but Sunday I felt was more fun there was only one time that was a game 
a little bit of skits, but not that much. And one of the coolest thing was G Idol performed Chicago's um, All That Jazz. And it was magnificent because they changed their outfits, they were dancing beautifully, and they were singing. Oh my goodness, it was wonderful. It was. It was truly like a special treat for Absolutely. New York fans because it's not part of their normal repertoire. Yes. Yeah. It was like we got a little taste of Broadway, which I thought was really cool. And then on the second night. That was the second night. Yeah. <laughs> as well. Oh, yes. SF9 did a beautiful cover and they dressed up doing the cover of EXO's Love Shot. Oh, my goodness. I was like, ah. It was adorable. And, of course, they captured the essence of Kai's sexuality quite well. Yes. And his provocative. Touching and gyrating. Yes. The gyration, the hands touching things they should not be touching. Yeah. Yes. They did quite nicely. And, like, I love the outfits. Like, they did the whole, like, suits, but you could see, like, a deep line of, like, just their chest. Like, it was very, very nice. Um... But yeah, I just had more fun with the bands on the second night. Promise Nine, they're so adorable. Oh my goodness. Like when they did that fun song, oh, they were so cute. So I enjoyed that. But I really like G Idol. They're a little more edgy, I guess. Yeah. That's a good word. And being that I am like an older female I'm in my 30s, Auntie Tiff likes a little more edgy. But Bubblegum is fine too. Um, and then there was 17, which a lot of people were going bananas yeah, over. Yeah, they seriously brought down the house they were they were amazing the intensity from the Mm -hmm. crowd was very electric and you knew that everyone that was there that night that was screaming they were waiting for 17 yes they were however i do like um i keep calling the boys or not the boys um very very they are adorable i enjoyed them so Very Very was pretty good too, but like SF9 kind of blew my mind out with EXO's cover. Ugh. Yeah, their their performances in general were really they were very addicting. Good. Like mm-hmm. I said, I've been listening to like KCOM playlist of all the songs, and it was just like actually seeing them mm-hmm. live being performed. It was just a whole nother level. Yeah, I thought there was more energy also on the second day. Um, the person that opened up was Esna, and she actually sang, which I thought was really cool, because she was doing one of the songs that she had written, I loved her bun. Like, that was an yes. impressive bun. I'm like, yes, it, it is hot and humid, let's go for comfort. Mm-hmm. But she just looked really good, and mm-hmm. like, the fact that I just said before, her bun looked magnificent. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, like, it was really fun that night, and like I felt really happy. And then, of course, it came to a close, and we were sad. We're like, no, we want more. And then, just so you know, you can hear your computer sounds on the podcast. Anyway. Oh, well. It's going to hear noises. Windows 10. Updates. Boop. Anyway. Um, so then, we get back. And this is where it begins the story <laughs> of Epic Fail and Dharma, obviously. Um, so we get back. It's late. We're tired. We say, no shower. We tired. 
<laughs> no sleep. We're just gonna might as well stay awake. Yeah, because I was gonna get a shower, but thinking about having to wrestle with it, knowing that we're just going on the bus and we're not like really doing anything, I said no. So we were doing good for like the first hour or two after getting back, and all of a sudden we both conked out. Luckily, I sent my alarm clock for four because our bus was coming at six o five in the morning at the uh, Port Authority bus station. So we get up, we packed almost everything already, like on Sunday. So we're tired, we can't get breakfast, obviously. And we were going to um, get a, ta- a taxi through uh, the curb, but luckily a uh, taxi driver saw us and just came over. So that was nice. Yeah, saved us that effort. Mm-hmm, because we were like really sleepy. So then we get to the actual Port Authority. And we're trying to find how to get in because the door that we had come out was locked till six. So we're like, well, that's not going to help us any. So luckily we just had to go up to the next part and got in. The cops were looking at me funny because we're like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm tired. Like, yes, yeah, so we're like, are we at the right place? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so we're probably like, oh great, our first experience with New York City cops. And they probably think we're complete idiots. I am though, but they don't need to know that. <laughs> But we, we get down to where we need to go. We find the Greyhound uh, level because we came in on a different bus line. So we find the Greyhound and of course it says 605. So we get in line. Luckily we were pretty close to the front. But then I had to pee so I had to like run and like go underneath the thingies holding the line. So I'm like in and out. Anyhow. So this begins the not so much fun part. So we finally get onto the bus. It was actually a little early. I think it was like 10 minutes early. But, yeah. But we it was were, nice that it was running early. We're like, yes, success. Maybe we'll get home early and <laughs> have time to recover since I had work the next day. Famous last words. Anything that can go wrong will Shall go, go wrong. And, and we'll it go. absolutely did. So we... Um, it was raining a little bit outside. But luckily, we're in the bus. And we look, I'm like, oh, just a little bit of sprinkles. See, that should have warned us already. So then we get towards Newark, and the rain starts to pick up. And I mean, pick up. That was another sign that something was going to go wrong. We get to Easton. I was pretty much out of consciousness. I just, like, conked out. But, like, I was kind of present on planet Earth, and it was still really bad out. Yeah, it was raining the whole time from... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the entire time. So we get to Allentown. And I was awake at Allentown. And it's raining the little bus station looked really really how do i put this up being racist because i usually say ghetto and that's actually inappropriate let's say it looked very run down yes and decrepit there that is the proper way to say it so it was not a pleasant looking bus station in allentown originally her aunt had said oh yeah let's we'll, we'll pick you up in allentown we're like we paid for a secondary ticket it's 95 dollars a person to yeah just mud as well just stay on the bus till the end mm-hmm. and just paid for it mud as well get what you paid for let me sip something and then i will begin the torment that began okay <clears throat> so we're going through allentown we get onto 78 things seem well we thought we're trucking along we're on schedule we're doing well I know this part of where we're going because my aunt and most of my family lives in that area. So anyway, we get 
decently down some days and all of a sudden there is a huge traffic backup and Andrea pulls up her phone randomly because her spidey senses went off she's like "Uh oh it's begun now before i finish the next section i need to forewarn you that interstate 78 is one of the most dangerous areas of roadway you can be on when you're in our side of the state we live on the eastern side of pennsylvania we have had lots and lots of car accidents. In fact, we just had one recently where a father and son had um, d uh, died in it and their dog is still missing, they can't find it. Also, last early last year, I had a member of my church that had an accident in 78 and he too passed away. So there's been a lot of deadly, nasty accidents, but we did not expect us to be in another really bad accident. So Andrew pulls up her phone and she's like, I got a really bad feeling about this. We look on, um, I guess it was like, I forget what she was looking on. And it shows that there was a vehicle fire on 78 where we are. And we know that's a bad sign because traffic is backed up and it's not moving. Yeah, it's dead in the water. In fact, our bus driver ended up putting uh, the bus into park. That's how you know that um, <laughs> we're not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. So we were approximately about, I'd say an hour and a half-ish ahead of schedule at that time. Well, we were stuck for nearly that like hour and a half-ish sitting in traffic till it moved. It was bad. And um, we go by where the actual accident is and oh my goodness, it was a tractor trailer the entire cab was black and most of the trailer the yeah the, the yeah the trailer itself was burnt away most of it it was just yeah, like just a skeleton with a little bit of frame thing, yeah it looked horrible and then as we kept going there was another tractor trailer that had singe marks on it so they must have been driving past the other tractor trailer when it was on fire it looked bad to this moment i don't know what happened to the driver but He's okay. Oh, is I, he? Yeah. Read the article today. He has like a headache, but didn't go to the hospital. But apparently he was traveling too fast for the wet conditions and he received a citation. That is another problem in our in our area on 78. People when see... When it's raining or we get random snow squalls during the winter, people do not drive smart. Mm -hmm. People are really stupid on that stretch of road and there are so many accidents. There was just an accident there today on 78 again. Are you serious? And there was like a 10 mile backup again. But this one was, was closer to um, where we get off. Oh dear. Yeah. So it's like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. So yeah, see, 78 a bit cursed in that section. Like you don't hear all these huge bad accidents always happening near Harris, but it's always on our side. Anyway, so we're running really late. It was, it was as she said, 10-mile backup that they had. So we were towards the end of the 10-mile. So we're going, and we pass by the exit we always use when we are going home ourselves. And I'm like, can he just drop us off there? I'll, you know, I'll walk to the Cracker Barrel. I think we could have someone pick us up at Cracker Barrel. But no, we stayed on the bus, went to Harrisburg. As we are coming into the station, the bus we needed to transfer to was leaving. It was like watching in slow motion a car crash and we can't do anything to stop it. And like my heart is just sinking as our bus is leaving. 
Because we know it's the only one that was going back to our station for that day. Because mm-hmm. the next one would be coming like very early the next day. And we're not staying in Harrisburg. Harrisburg is a scary place to be. And that Greyhound station. Was not oh the my gosh, was so run down. When we went into the bathroom, the one faucet doesn't turn off. So it's just constantly running water. And some weird soap machine or something machine was beeping our time. And like it sounded like a freaking bomb was going to go off. Oh and I'm there like... Try and take a pee, and I'm all hearing this beep, 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 beep. I'm like, <laughs> and inside the stalls, there's so many derogatory things written. About, oh yes, are you serious? Right Due to now? the fact that I already skipped the um, the 18 plus section, yeah, I can't won't. I can't say what was written there, but it was very provocative and inappropriate. But it was funny, but so wrong. Believe it that. Um, so we end up having to text. Andreas and say, uh, we're stuck here and we need to be rescued. And they weren't the most enthused about taking us. <laughs> They're like, no one wants to go to Harrisburg. No one. Yeah. But it's that or we sleep at the ghetto or rundown bus station overnight. And or we find a hotel that's going to cost even more money that Andrea yeah. doesn't have. And I'm like, that's not happening. So, so we do get saved and like the bus... You know, I'm seeing busing. I'm so tired. The car ride back was not pleasant. We were so car sick to begin with being on that bus for over five hours and like another like hour in the van. Oh my gosh, we saw we were gonna die. Yes. And all this began because I was given the advice don't drive into the city. Don't take your car into the city. You're better off getting public transportation. Mm-hmm. So the one time we take public transportation and it blows up in our face. Exactly. Literally. However, I did hear some place was very expensive to park the car a couple days. Yeah. But at this rate, I think we've been better off just driving in because holy... It would have been so much shorter. Yeah, like seriously, I can handle the normal drive to New York City, but having to go out of our way and all that malarkey. So I don't know if I can ever do another transpo like that again. In fact, I'm so traumatized right now by public transportation that when I saw one of our city buses yesterday, I wanted to cry. I'm like, no. We're just like, no more public transportation. I'm, I was so happy to be home and to be able to drive my home car. Just like not relying on everyone else. Oh, it was just so relaxing. Exactly. When like two drive me home, we're like, yay, freedom <sighs> to go and leave when we want to. Oh my goodness. So I didn't even like go near a car until last night because I had to go to the grocery store. I had no food. I still wasn't happy being in the car. Yeah, now I'm gonna have to learn how to take the public transportation here because I just went to a job interview yesterday and I don't want to walk up to my work. Anyway, so that was the main fail story. <laughs> so beware, public transportation and like interstate transportation sucks. <laughs> Especially on I seventy eight. Don't do it. Oh my goodness, never again. Never again. I don't like 78. So that's why like whenever I go to downtown, I try to stay off of I-78. I'm going to have to go the back way. I've had enough. Alright, so before I- we wrap up things and drag this out to be even a longer story, uh, Tiff, I'll ask your personal opinion, which was your favorite day of convention and why? It would have to be day two because of A... They moved the booths out way farther away from each other so I could actually navigate around better. There wasn't huge crowds. It was actually 
much more tolerable amount of people. The concert that night had more energy, more fun. I just felt that day two was better overall. All right. So who would you say would be your top artist then in day two? Who really? Hmm. I'm going to say G-Idol. Like, with that performance of that song. All that All jazz. Like, that just blew me out of the water that they would go so far to entertain the crowd. And they looked really cute in their outfits. I liked it a lot. So yeah, that was like my top like female artist. As for male, I really liked SF9, but I will have to say that TXT, not TXT, well I'm losing to 17, see I'm tired. 17 really stepped up their game too. But I liked all the artists. But yeah, Diotto, yeah. yes! And now I throw that question to you. Alright, so well, of course, my favorite day of convention, too, was also the second, for a lot of the reasons Tiff said, but also because I felt more comfortable navigating things once I knew what the heck I was doing. Mm-hmm. It was just so much more enjoyable, and it wasn't as crowded. And I just, I don't know, I guess generally just the pacing was much more relaxed, mm-hmm. and you could get to where you wanted to, and check out the booths at your leisure and it wasn't feeling like you were rushed or mobbed by people. So yeah, day two was definitely my favorite. I also enjoyed it because we got to see the artist engagement with cute and adorable very very. They were super adorable. Yes, we loved their little fruit roll-up challenge. Oh yeah. Where they had to unravel the fruit roll-up and they had to completely eat it without using their hands. Yes. And they had a little cheater. Uh-huh, yeah, because he started eating before mm-hmm. the contest actually started. <laughs> and what about your nighttime experience? Uh, that was a really tough one. It is. Because I know 17 really brought the energy on day two, but I've been... Um, really drawn to AATs. That is true. Their day one performance was very, very yes, good. Yes, and I think it was, I guess, the most well-received of the night because mm-hmm. there was a lot more crowd engagement when they performed, and definitely the energy intensity, I felt they were the 17 of Saturday. That is true, which is why, you know, AATs and 17 were the two fan favorites. Yeah. And I don't know why, because like I said, I was not like an 80s fangirl before. I had just listened to the music, but there was just something about the con that converted me, and that quickly I became an A-tiny and was buying merch. Yeah, I actually decided not to listen too much to the music before going in. I thought that, instead I would go with an open mind and let their performance form my opinion instead. Instead of like what they could sound like on a record, I want to see what they actually sound like when they are performing for us. And that's why G Idol really took me by surprise. But yeah, I liked all the bands. They all Mm -hmm. definitely deserved to be there. They were fun. I was really sad that Everglow could not come to anything because of a visa issue supposedly. Yep, and they just had to cancel LA for the same reason, so they're not going to be at LA KCON either. Sorry, people. I didn't know that they couldn't do that. Yeah. I wonder what the visa issue is. 
I'm not sure, but I don't really know about like visas and all that because yeah, I have never. And traveled. I know they're trying to get the performer's visa and mm. whatever issues they're having. I'm not sure, but obviously it's not going well, and they were trying to find a way to work around it and get them here, but no, Everglow is not going to be here for KCON at all. So, sorry if you actually are looking forward to see them. We couldn't see them, and you won't be seeing them at the next performance. Boop. So, I think before I'm here all night, <laughs> I yeah, we better wrap it up. Time to come to a close. So thank you very much for listening to us ramble about our experiences at KCON. And now I shall conclude. If you made this far, we must have done something right. Thank you for listening and supporting our podcast, which is hosted by Castos. If anyone has any suggestions for future segments or recommendations for other shows to watch, please feel free to leave us a comment on the blog. It started with kdrama.com. If you have the time, please also take a moment to rate this podcast and leave us comments. We are available through Castos, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Until next time, annyeong! Annyeong!